Jafada Productions presents In Conclusion We Digress The best hour of your life will never get back Welcome yeah. back to episode 8 of In Conclusion We Digress Hope you guys are having a nice Mother's Day to come at you live on Mother's Day, May 10th So hope everyone's doing well and telling your mothers that you love them as Kyle always alludes to You should do that Definitely but hope everyone's doing well. And as always, joining me today is Tom coming to us from Roosevelt Island tonight. Tom, how's your weekend going, man? It's good. I'm so hyped to be capping it off with this conversation. I'm 100% invested in, you know, going down this interesting rabbit hole and, and, and uh, would love to hear all the theories that we're going to address today. So I can't, I can't tell yeah. if this is sarcasm or not. No, it's purely not. It's not at all. Because I live for shit like this, so if you guys why, ever seen why? Joe Rogan, I'm like I'm like Eddie Bravo. Are you doing that Roxon thing where you're just like really sarcastic? I think you're just really sarcastic all the time. <laughs> no, this is genuine. <laughs> I, That's good. In conclusion: I digress. <laughs> you can't use that. Yeah, you. Oh, they said it. They said it. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Tom, I, I sense the genuine excitement, and I share that with you as well. I think our conversation today is going to be really, really cool. Joining us as well from the other side of the Hudson River is Carl. Carl, how's your weekend going, man? Oh, today was pretty good. a pretty good day for Mother's Day. It didn't fucking have a blizzard in the middle of May, so that's a good thing, like yesterday. Yeah, what was that? Hell of fucked up. That's I'd all it was. I'd say any day that doesn't happen is a good day. Agreed. Yeah. It was just God telling us he still controls us. Yeah. That was way too deep for us. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like 2020 is more of like a deist type model where he's like a clock, clock maker, which is the only way to describe deism. He just sits back in his, his tower and is just like, all right. That was the biggest theology cop out. Every teacher, it's the same thing as the mitochondria was the powerhouse of the yeah, cell. That was, like, from that was chapter two of the same textbook. Yeah. Theism, every, clockmaker. Yeah, every theology professor is like, yes, God is God is the watchmaker. Okay. Like oh, watchmaker, yeah. We all went to Catholic school, the three the three of us at least. And Catholic <laughs> college, tell. which made it worse. And Catholic Just college, yeah. Heard that bullshit three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, in, and, in, and in high school it was, oh, God is a clockmaker, and then it was like kind of sneering. It was like <laughs> not what God is. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, because it was coming to you from a guy who was, yeah, had a religious vocation. So, if God was a watchmaker, his entire life was without meaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say, I think we should move away from this theological discussion because that is just a whole other discussion. <laughs> it, it is related to our topic today, so I guess we can. In a, to an extent, yeah. Yeah, partially. Definitely want to introduce you guys as well as you guys have already kind of introduced yourself. But Pat, Mike, and Kyle coming to us from the Upper East Side as always. Guys, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I had a whole mess, had a whole mess of enchiladas earlier, and uh, we, we rearranged our living room today because yes, we are that bored. If you were wondering, and uh, very excited to delve into this topic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to start us off with a quote. I mean, there are two possibilities that exist: either we are alone in the universe, or we are not. Both are equally terrifying. That's Arthur C. Clarke, isn't that? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Cite your sources. Mm-hmm. So I was going to get into how but the sour cream and my enchiladas exploded, but we can, we can, go, we can go over that later. It was oh, yeah, glorious. <laughs> it was the best thing that I have ever witnessed. It had to have been this. It had to be the sour cream, too. That it, was, it was ideal. That's how I would the, put it. The best part about it, too, is the sour cream didn't get anywhere. Like, it was not an inconvenience for anyone. It was not on the couch. It was not on anybody else's food or the table. It just 
exploded directly over the inside of Pat's right thigh, mm-hmm. right where his shorts like were ending. So it did sort of look like a just ejaculation, like an OG Mudbone fake money <laughs> shot. Oh my god, that's oddly specific. Maybe we should move on to our had topic, to, which is OG Mudbone. <laughs> had to be there, you know. Oh, Pat, I'm, I'm gl- sorry to hear that you lost some of your. Stuff. Our cream, but like, we're gonna leave that in a box as Kyle says, put it in a closet away and never talk about it yeah. ever again. Uh, it was, yeah, a, it was in a plastic container, it wasn't a box, but thanks. Oh, so we're gonna well. take that plastic container, we're gonna put that plastic container in a box, <laughs> we're gonna put the box in a closet, then we're never gonna touch it again. End of story. On to Dan. Our discussion today, which everyone has alluded to their excitement that we're gonna talk about this, we've prefaced this before a few times. On this pod, we really enjoy talking about things like conspiracy theories and, and all sorts of exciting theories that are happening in our life. And one that is truly relevant right now, and I think especially newsworthy, as there was recent news in the last week or so, is the theory of aliens, and specifically talking about Area 51. So we'll talk about all of it, but to start, I think to talk about the news that had just come out, I think it was either last week or even potentially earlier this week, the Pentagon confirmed three leaked videos that came out that appear to show UFOs are actually that. They don't have no idea what those things actually are. So let's just get the ball rolling, guys. Let's talk about our thoughts on aliens and what the fuck well, UFOs are. I'm pretty sure these were existing videos that yeah, they were. surfaced. And they were like, the government was basically just like, so yeah, we don't know what these are either. It's pretty the government was like, these, these unidentifiable, fly, unidentifiable flying objects are indeed unidentifiable. We cannot, yeah, we cannot the government got... Either. The government needs some needed uh, another uh, aspect to scare us on, and they're getting. They a needed something to distract us from weeks. the coronavirus. Yeah, I think be it, didn't, it not... didn't at all. It didn't work, but it's cool. I, think I didn't even know about to it. Talk about where these came from, too. Like these yeah. are not new videos. These videos weren't just they didn't appear on whatever last Monday or two Mondays ago. But it was like Tom DeLong, former lead singer of. Blink-182, Angels in the Airwaves, who has a... um, Current singer of Angels in the Airwaves. Angels in the Airwaves, current. Yeah. He he is the co-founder of the STARS Academy of Arts and Sciences. To the the STARS. Oh, to the STARS. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Pat. You're very familiar, as we can see. And he brought these out in, what, 27, 2018, along with the New York Times. And now I think it took, you know, two years for the government to be like, yeah, we have no reasonable explanation for this. But did they acknowledge it? Were they like, okay, we acknowledge that these are legitimate and we don't know what this is? Or they're saying, we just don't know what this is because it could have been, it could be produced. Well, I was just going to ask too for, for, or say for context, if any of you have not seen the videos, from my understanding at least, because I don't think I saw all three either. I think it's videos from either like fighter uh, jets or, or something, some sort of aircraft that the military used. So I'm not even sure how were they F-18s? It leaked. F-18, I believe, maybe? Yeah, I think it was from the co- it was from the cockpit of, of a fighter. Yeah, how was that leaked? It's a big question. I don't know. Le- leaks are not that difficult. It's just I think the it came from the pilots themselves. Like the Navy pilots like, were told to sh- shut up about this, and then mm-hmm. they came out. I guess they talked to Tom DeLonge's organization, and that's kind of what brought this to light. And then the the government had two years to come up with a really good story as to what happened, yeah. and they did a shit job. They were like, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they had other things to worry about. It's, it's definitely interesting to 
to have the government sort of straight up admit this because I think it's something that a lot of us, and I won't say a lot of us, that a lot of people believe in that, you know, we're not alone in the universe. To go back to that Arthur C. Clarke quote, like we either are or we aren't and both are terrifying. And I feel like the, you know, just judging by probability, we sort of aren't, right? Which well, one would you be afraid of more? Not being alone. Well, I guess A, let's unpack yeah, a lot. Do you, do you believe or, or do you not believe? Of course, statistically okay. speaking, yes. I was just going to ask that. I wanted to go around before we really get deep into the conversation. And even prior to this information coming out, again, either last week or the week before, what was your stance on whether or not aliens and UFOs even existed? Um, so I guess since I was on that, I'm, I'm shockingly to many people listening to this, if you don't know me personally, I am kind of an empirical uh, fact-based person and I do like to reason things out. And at the end of the day, it just doesn't make mathematical sense that we're alone, which is why I'm like, yeah, we have to be. Well, that's that. Well, that's the whole, like, that's the whole paradox behind it. Like, yeah. Or if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to go, we're going to just going to deep dive into this right now. I think we are going to deep dive. I mean, we all know conspiracies yeah. are dumb. They are. I, w- I would like to deep dive the Fermi paradox, but before we well, leave the, the UFO footage, I don't know, just to kind of throw a little monkey wrench in here. What are the odds that what was seen on those dash cams, let's just say the, the live PD naval edition, <laughs> what do you think, what a possibility that this is some sort of either a experimental weapon or some sort of, you know, international experimental something weapon. Terrestrial. But they don't want us, they don't want us to, to know what it is. So it's just easier to say something like, you know, all right, guys, well, it's UFOs. The guy with the eyeshadow was right. Well, I don't know because I don't know if you guys remember, but last I think it was last summer that um, Elon Musk had launched a few rockets over LA and they made this giant like nebulous purple and red cloud and people were calling the authorities flipping out and they're just like, oh yeah, just like it's just a rocket test launch. I, you know, I think that they'd be more upfront with that type of thing. Because, I mean, yeah, you could say that SpaceX was launching a rocket, but in real, in actuality, was it actually that? I mean, I feel like them coming and flat out saying that they have no idea. Uh, Wait, so Tom, are you getting at that we can trust them or that we can't trust them? I'm getting at that we, I think we should trust them when it comes to this. Like, if they're saying that they legitimately have no idea what the hell that is, then. But to Mike's point, why not just quell someone and just tell them, oh, was it? It was a test. No, but by but, saying but, but that... To Mike's point, that. it's like we have secret technology, which we definitely do, by the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff, I'm sure. Which they could just easily as chalk, like, chalk up to shut other people up, like just shut Tom DeLong up. They were just like, yeah, we don't know. And Tom's like, see, see, I told you so. And then, I don't know. Because he can't say anything more. You've been following the, art, the articles. He's like, oh, yeah, don't, don't worry. There's more to come, too. So, but like, if, if we're saying that we can trust the government to like be straight with us... But then you're also about saying, this which, which we can't, which we can't, which we can't. I agree. But and then with the with the Tesla thing, where you're like, they could just be saying that to shut us up. Like, but wait, wouldn't that make it, you want to ask more questions about like what it actually is? Because if I saw that, I would be like, oh, okay, you don't know. So what is it actually? Then? But the idea of a UFO sort of ends the conversation, right? Because it's like it's unidentified, right? Nobody knows what it is. It allows us to speculate as internal, but it kind of removes any sort of like pressure from somebody else in an official capacity i don't know i mean you think about whatever our modern fighter planes are that you see like your f-22s and your um you know your 35s and, the and your 35s 
But like the thing about the F twenty two, like that was developed aircraft. that was developed in the nineties, right? So you gotta think about what could be being developed now in its infancy yeah. stages for future applications, right? I mean, I don't know. F- I mean F twenty twos were early two thousand like were like Yeah, early two thousands. The nineties was the F the one seventeens. But that was when they were using that. F thirty fives are more are more recent. F thirty fives are like twenty tens designs, and they're just yeah, kind of yeah. coming out now. Yeah, the program started in ninety seven. That was actually the first flight, so the program started probably ten years earlier than that. They've been producing them since ninety six. So think about that's F thirty five. F twenty twos. Okay. So they've been producing them since nineteen ninety six. Right, the program was probably from the late. I mean, at least in nineteen eighty one was when the program started. Well, it was probably so, just like we need stealth aircraft, we need stealth technology. That's probably all. Oh, oh, that's yeah. That's when the program. For what purposes, though? I mean, well, in the eighties, it was against the Soviets. It was really yeah. protected against you know the only other superpower in the in the world. Yeah, and they had that like wedge of cheese that was flying around called F one seven seven, and they're like, this isn't going to be enough if we actually have to do some aerial combat. We we digress on that. I guess we kind of alluded to it before. I don't know if we want to go into the the Fermi paradox a little bit. I think we've all kind of been maybe misquoting it a little bit. I think we always kind of assumed it was, could be summed up uh, by the fact that we haven't seen aliens or that, you know, any civilization advanced to a specific point would have imploded before it. Well, there's a bunch of different hypothetical explanations for it. The, the civilizations being so intelligent, one is that intelligent, the nature of intelligent life is to destroy itself. But I also think that- It's called a great filter. It's like something either that, a society causes or something like it could be pandemic know, war that they or cause or something that just is natural. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess the, the, the way that I was thinking about that the other day was that if we're saying that intelligent life through our lens of what we know intelligent life to be, if that automatically means that we're going to destroy ourselves, like we are just putting our perceived version of intelligent life out there. And at the what end of the mean? day, no matter what these aliens are or where they're from out there, there is no possible way we could comprehend anything about them. There's also the theory that extraterrestrial life is, you know, no, fully knows about Earth, but they're waiting for us to enter this order where mm-hmm. countries are, you know, pretty much coming together as one. Obviously, we have wars every other couple decades. They want to be able to see one economy. They want to see the elimination of waste to, to innovate mm-hmm. towards the goal of, you know, leaving the probably the planet permanently and moving into an era of like, space travel for permanent energy sustainability too, which I think if you guys definitely kind of get nerdy, might get nerdy. The idea of a Dyson sphere, which is basically when a society becomes powerful enough to capture all the energy from its home star in the form of like some sort of a, I guess, massive solar collecting device that almost surrounds the sun. Which is actually really cool. It encouraging. That sounds very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would I be kind of all, but it's cool. So I mean, the the idea, the concept comes down to uh, any civilization with a modest amount of rocket technology and an immodest amount of imperial incentive could rapidly colonize the entire galaxy. They at, that Fermi estimated that it would take about mm-hmm. ten million years, which in the scheme of fourteen billion. Yeah, what, what fra- yeah, what fraction is that? It's, it's such a tiny. That's, it's such a very, it's such a very yeah. small fraction of the mm-hmm. in the history of the galaxy that it, if it was to have happened, it's either it, happened already, or we're past it, or it's happening again. Like there's, so then he, they break it down into the four different tenets of what the the four most likely and overarching 
things, like, yeah, assuming that aliens exist, right? These are the four things why we haven't made contact with them. Mm-hmm. Aliens, or never- why they have made contact with us in secret. Which I guess one thing I would say is people will say, "Oh, uh, this is something I, I disagree with." They'll say, "Oh, the reason we haven't contacted them, oh, they definitely exist, but it's just too far away." Even early, uh, which Mike might get into right now, but there are technologies out there that obviously we can't harness because we're still very, very young to the, I guess, galactic world. Or our record, our rocket technology is still very, very much in the. There are other technologies that we know someday will have, like. For example, if you're into like antimatter drives, like that's a cool thing, or you know, this is a little bit more science fiction, but the whole warp drive, these are all things that are possible from our current understanding of physics and you know, Einsteinian like his view of the world, and that it doesn't violate any sort of I guess any any of, of the math that he's done and his theory of relativity. Well, that's the I first tenet of it. It's aliens never came because of the physical difficulty that makes space travel perfect. infeasible, <laughs> which could be related to astronomy, biology, or engineering. We are I, talking I, about distances. You, you just you summarized I disagree, that. I disagree. I disagree with that. So I'm basically saying, like, there are technologies that, like, our closest star is, what, four, four light years away? Alpha Centauri? Yeah. Yeah. So, so. yeah, that, but that's the first idea, right? Like, that's the, that's the most basic solution to the problem, right? Like, why haven't we seen aliens? It's impossible, right? It's impossible because of any number of reasons like they can't survive they don't have the technology that kind of all your low-hanging fruit is picked on that one very simple idea then it follows it up with the second one which is aliens chose never to come to earth which i think kind of to was what point. tom was talking about before where they might not have chose they either came in secret like that they get into that later on but they just chose never to come here like they're just waiting for us to either reach a point of existence or they're just completely ignoring us all together like there's no well we're insignificant sort of to that point we're believe it or not we're at like sort of in terms of humanity we're sort of at this tipping point where we're extremely close to singularity and when people think about singularity they think about you know and humanoid robots and shit like that but the actual deeper definition or meaning behind singularity is the you know the economic flow of data like lawlessly so giant uh, strategic partnerships with companies you know basically having all data work together sort of right now you think about data and it's all compartmentalized um, and proprietary but to be able to like open this market up to create like free-flowing data and have you know everyone working towards the greater good is really what singularity is going to come about singularity we either have the possibility of that you know the world coming together as one or we have the possibility of economies growing angrier and angrier towards each other and basically the end of the world comes about as you know a nuclear war nuclear holocaust whatever you want to say and it's like sort of it could be it's like an observation so you think there is they're a- just sitting back to see what will happen on okay the, so the zoo hypothesis once yeah essentially yeah yeah I, I guess that's just like my my biggest thing with this whole for me <clears throat> paradox is I, I understand like the principles behind it but to me like the zoo hypothesis hypothesis sorry it is just us putting like human constructs onto something that we like i said there is no way our mind can comprehend that your mind can't physically comprehend a million of something mm-hmm. 
So how can we comprehend what another civilization, another people, another planet, another part of the galaxy? Especially if they're not, if they're above the sort of dimensional or mm-hmm. our understanding of this dimension, like they could be like, I hate to get interstellar on you folks, but they could be like fourth dimensional. No, being, they see time in, in control of earth movie. itself as well. Wait, do you guys remember we watched uh, interstellar all together? Shit. When was that? It was like sophomore year in college. Yeah. Cause Tom, you were like, we need to watch interstellar. It was good. You didn't like that movie? <laughs> no, I, I it's a great like, movie. It yeah. probably best identifies like our, like, it best exemplifies our current understanding of, of, astronomy and physics which i don't know if you guys saw when our first pictures of the black hole came out like our first black hole that we saw Did you guys see those well, yeah it's not, it's not like a fire theory. very cool i'm just saying like it looks exactly like what we thought a black hole would look like even though it was kind of blurry but yeah no but there is <laughs> there is stuff to support that zoo hypothesis i mean a lot of things it goes to the second tenet of the the paradox as to why you know aliens are kind of just observing us or they haven't they've not chosen to make contact at this point. But the other thing is there is a lot of um, sort of like there's a few unidentified items kind of floating around in the solar system every now and then. I think there's something called the Umana that passed through. It's like a completely unidentifiable object that passed that, through. I, I, with, I, I read about that. Yeah, with like weird yeah. trajectories that are not natural or. There's a like a I forget what they call the, it. The surface the black, area was kind of weird looking. Or something. Yeah, the black night or something like that. There's like there's this object we don't know where it is, and it's very close, and it's kind of just hanging out. It doesn't necessarily. It sounds respond. like a software bug. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. I mean, it, again, it goes back to a. It goes back to yeah, the whole um, you know you talked about Elon Musk, right? Yeah. And stop. You talk, believe- stop talking about his kid again. Damn it. Yeah, Elon Musk <laughs> believes that we are like more likely living in the Matrix than we are not. Right? Isn't that his whole thing? It's like a, yeah. maybe it was a greater well, that's, possibility. That's like the well, that brings us to the theory. point that's of something completely. Our, I feel. I mean, a spin on different. the on the zoo hypothesis is all right. Are are extraterrestrial life observing us from afar within the universe, or are they observing us as their total experiment that they have complete control of? Thus. That is a simulation. Well, then there's no aliens, and there's no real life, and nothing's real. Well, it could be. It's just in a different dimension that has control of us. But if it's a simulation, then we're not real. Mm-hmm. Well, we are real. And there's no aliens. Well, we think we we think we're real. No, we could be completely. We could be completely. Computer code. Computer software. We could be. You no, know, it's exactly. not real. They're, and they're real. What's not real, Carl? Birds. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Tr- truer words never spoken. Yeah. They they were changing the batteries, but now they're back. Well, apparently. But no, I guess. But the, the whole idea that would be counterproductive. First of all, right? birds are solar powered, and you know that. To give your tests, your test subjects, at a completely blind test, uh, the idea that they could possibly develop self awareness would be almost counterproductive to a test. So I feel like that would be a, an argument against that. Yeah, you're theory. not conducting it. But then also, like, but going then back they can all. It, it's all about like, our constructs. But if we were code, right? Like. Why would we be able to self like self identify that we might possibly be in some sort of simulation? Like that wouldn't because even be, we can't do anything it about matter. it other it than matter. jump from planet to planet. Exactly, it wouldn't matter. It would be like, oh, they they think they think they could be in a simulation. Cool, that doesn't affect our simulation. Of course, it does. <laughs> it affects your simulation in the sense that now that people can act differently, we're, we're probably one that, of infinite simulations, dude. Like that. That's that's the whole point. Okay, let's that, stop talking about simulations. And, because this is not what we're talking about. Okay, fine. Well, I actually have one more question on that topic because this is something, again, I'm not super 
familiar with. I haven't done like a lot of research on the, the theory or anything, but along the same lines, just being aware of simulations as, as a human, how does like something like free will then play into that? Like obviously all humans have the ability to make their own decisions. So for, it's a simulation. You're programmed to make your own decisions. Free will is an illusion. Life is a game that plays us. <laughs> Life is a game that plays yeah, literally. us. <laughs> I was expecting. I haven't heard that, that in a while. <laughs> but I think it's a fair question. Like, you know, you, everyone I mean, has the ability look, to look go through West. life making their own decisions. So, are you saying but that that's the thing? Like, that that's the reality is a predetermined decision. Well, something called, where you'd be coded in essentially. It's, it's like the idea of predestination in faith. in religion. Something causes you to make that decision in your brain, which your brain, your brain was is a physical thing. Yeah, right. hardwired. Mm. Well, there is plenty so of theories out there that say that like we're not necessarily moving through time, but that we're like a singular point in which time moves through us. So it's you know, Jesus. It's, oh, it's getting super deep right now. Yeah, right, these but people that's, probably that, thought we were idiots listening to this podcast. Now we're talking about time moving through us and the space time continuum. I want to finish up our Fermi paradox a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finish the, advanced, the third point is the advanced civilization have uh, arisen too recently for aliens to have reached us, which means that we are either one of the more advanced we're, civilizations. We're, we're, one of the fir- we're one of the first, yeah. Yeah, we're either one of the more, yeah, we're one of the yeah. first advanced civilizations or we are Last. somewhere, yeah, we're somewhere in there, but nobody has made it to that point yet. That whole 10 million years to conquer the galaxy. Obviously, Star Wars, that's a, you know, a little incorrect bit of there. They conquered the galaxy in like 25 years. The the reason I don't like that is because the universe has been just around, it's very old. And as like, I think it was Mike who brought it up the first time. You only need like probably a couple million years for a society to reach the point where they can just easily move from galaxy to galaxy, which... At this point, yeah. Which something like even a society like ours should be able to identify looking into the sky with the telescopes that we have and like our knowledge of radio waves and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know, but think about how long it's taken for like A, the planet to develop post Big Bang and B, how long it took for them life to develop to this point and then reset itself a few times over. It's all, it's all kind of a moot. Yeah. It's all kind of moot though because we have no idea how abiogenesis happens. Like we don't know, like you can't just create like a soup and be like expect like life to just pop up from it. Like I hate when they call it the spontaneous everything generation. came from the primordial soup. I'm like, please don't call it. It's like no, it's like a better mud. word. It's mud, and then it's like like and stuff. microbes and shit. So that that's since we don't understand that, that's why I think life is a lot rarer than you think it is. I, I, I agree. There is, there is a theory that says that we are basically the alien invaders, right? That when in the formation of life, that you know, in the formation of the planet and things that have happened over the years, like asteroid strikes, pieces of Earth containing microbes have broken off and traveled outside of our you know, solar system and local group and have also yep. have in a, a sense colonized other systems and we are actually the alien invaders, right? That's the best theory. We, we have not actively colonized, but pieces of our genetic makeup or earlier single-celled mm-hmm. microorganisms from our genetic makeup that resulted in us have moved on and they have found places similar to us where the perfect situation exists for life to exist. And we are actually the aliens that are con. Like, we just are, like. I, mean, I feel like we're parasitic. More. I, that sounds like we're more parasitic. Yes. Or it's just accidental. Conquerors. It's accidental, like the same way that all life is. We theorize all life to have existed to begin with. Like everything is a series of accidents. Nothing happens but, on purpose. Yeah. Exactly. A, a bunch of accidents create its evolution, whatnot. Yeah. And the, the final thing is kind of. I guess Tommy alluded to it a little bit when we talked about it. But aliens have visited Earth. We just haven't observed them. Like we either can't mentally process what we're seeing, 
the whole alien abductions thing or, you know, people think they're crazy, right? We just have not been able to find concrete proof um, or we have not you, physically been able to observe them. You ever hear of the, I've heard it uh, from like a podcast before, they're called tall grays. Apparently they're these aliens that have the ability to uh, morph into humans or uh, disguise themselves as being pa a passable human on this, you know, on the street, for so, example, so like, like the crab people from South Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what gave them the name Tall Grays? Then it's just like it's their it's their uh, physique. It's like they're yes. tall, skinny. Like they're like, kind of like the classic uh, classic like, alien. They're classic alien. Like the, the kind of like the bug eyes, really thin. Oh, gotcha. Hair. Yeah. They're built like Pat, but they have like a big ass head instead of just big ass ears. And they like my head of, on Pat's body. They yeah, do better, they do better yeah. in the sun too. We, we 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 have no empirical data to support that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, excuse me. They're called tall whites, not grays. Tall whites. And that, like is, Pat, no, that is me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they drink a white snow. substance similar to sunblock in order to maintain their. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask one question just to kind of wrap up this discussion at least for um this portion of the discussion i should say i want not an easy question to answer but if you can give me a yes or no to this i'd be curious to hear so do you think that there's enough evidence and we've seen enough to prove that aliens are actually among us right now i think we have to prove we have to first come to a consensus definition of what we all think an alien is right? see i think there's that's dangerous because we can't comprehend them evidence no we don't have yeah. that yeah. definitely kind of not just, yeah it's all kind of yeah. just based on statistics and what you think so and a couple really grainy videos yeah why are they no, always so grainy no one has a fucking hd camera with them ever <laughs> jesus i mean i agree no obviously no evidence but i would say well, that we're if all you're speculating believers. yeah yeah, yeah I, I would say speculating I would, I would say probably yes if i was yeah, a betting I would, man i would put money yeah. on yes there are aliens yeah, I would say that the odds are definitely in our favor for it to be. I mean, like, what if people knew that these were real? Would you leave your closet door open all night? You know, the CIA would say that this is all hearsay, but yeah, I wish someone would tell me that I was right. Wow, that's a, those are, that's a great point of view. I, w I really wish somebody else had had this before. <laughs> Carl, what do you think about that? I feel like that's a song, but... No, I definitely think they're out there. I mean, there. I don't. I really don't think that we're the only ones, you know. Wait, Carl and Pat, you remember when we watched uh, *Close Encounters* the fourth kind, or no, whatever? The no, one it, was with... it was just the fourth kind. The fourth, just kind. The fourth kind. Dude, yeah, Carl. Yeah. yeah, it was your freaking great idea to make us watch that. What the hell were you thinking? It was that like a stormy a night. It was a stormy oh, night. No. We decided to watch that like on full blast. It was yeah. super oh, dark. boys! I, you're the reason I don't trust owls anymore. That's you should reason. never trust owls. First of all, their head turns all the way around. Have you seen it? Dude, the four of us were up, or you shouldn't trust an owl to protect you mm -hmm. with those killer talons yeah they, they fuck you up pretty hard I'm not gonna lie Do the chickens have large talons <laughs> think of it they're like the ultimate surveillance i animal. set that up for you no birds are the ultimate surveillance drones we've been through this they're owls are birds you idiot good point so there. what's what's our, what's the next part of this well, discussion Mr. i was gonna Mr. say so yeah so I, I think it's a smooth transition into trying to determine whether or not aliens are actually living among us. And a big clue that people think will give us the evidence we need to make that determination exists in Area 51. I wanted to talk about not only Area 51 in general, but more specifically, the fact that in September of 2019, 
millions of people on Facebook tried to organize an event to storm and raid this military base. So mm-hmm. part one of the conversation, I want to just talk about it in general, hear your thoughts on what we think is there and why is it such a secretive place. And number two, I know Carl especially is ready for this conversation. How could that raid have gone better and been more successful? So they could could have, could have gone a lot better, could have gone much better, but let's talk about the history first. Yeah. Uh, so Area 51 is obviously in a Groom Lake, Nevada. So it's in the middle of the desert. Everyone knows that. It's in a pretty remote area. It's hard to get to because it's in the middle of the desert. So that's not, keep that in mind when you go to think about a plan later not on. Not a lot of natural resources. Even. It's in the middle Nellis, of the desert. Yeah, another Air Force base. Nellis Air Force Base, which I believe is like the size of Rhode Island. It's 5,000 square miles. It's absolutely yeah. massive. If you've ever driven, been to Vegas or like driven anywhere near it, like if you look on a map, the map, it's just like it's the entire. Desolate. Yeah, it's, it's like a large desolate. majority of Nevada. Because you drive, like, you, you drive five, five miles, 10 miles outside of Las Vegas and it's literally nothing. So imagine a plot the size of Rhode Island dedicated to God knows what. Dropping yeah. atomic bombs. Like <laughs> they used yeah, it true. to test like atomic bombs and. And it's experimental. also an artillery. Yeah, they have artillery range, range as well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that whole like a thing was pretty nuts. I think the craziest part about that was that it got so much traction. Two million people ended up signing up for it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I shamelessly followed that group just so I could like get the updates on it. But it got to the point where the federal government was worried. Like the, the Air Force was the Air Force threatened to use like bombers on people if they tried to bomb rush. The base, they were like, we will wipe you out. The, the scientific term is Naruto run. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where one could see such a thing demonstrated, Patrick. Would you happen to know? Yeah, it's uh, if you check my video background. Oh, it's there. That's what that is. So. Again, oh, podcast, it's not just check, you running in the background. I thought you were going to say check your OnlyFans where you do that in a banana That's, hammock. I have an Etsy. <laughs> That's an Etsy page. I have an Etsy page. Mike has the OnlyFans. Get it right. Sorry, <laughs> we're just a couple trying I, to make I it by. I set Mike's OnlyFans up for him. Carl, Carl posted the first uh, feed pics, and uh, Mike's got himself a nice little passive income. Matt wants a PS5 when Christmas rolls around. So, um, speaking of like even the Naruto run thing, like imagine I, I don't know. I'm just thinking about this. There was there had to have been military briefings about this. Like you're you know you're in the there Air were. Force. Yeah, you, that you was like, confirmed. The Air Force had briefings on this. You're the security forces, like your United States Air Force security force. Like you're a pretty top-notch police force within the military. Like you're you're well trained. And somebody calls you in, like yeah, I don't know, I don't know. you get like a page or someone plays a bugle or some shit like that, and you got to go to a meeting. Someone plays a bugle. And I'm imagining some like drill sergeant, like uh, some full metal jacket drill sergeant coming in, or like you know he's like probably a colonel. This guy. And he's like, we have to talk about something serious. And everyone probably immediately is like, ah, it's the fucking Russians because they watched too much uh, Red Dawn as a kid. Or Top Top Gun. Top Gun, Red Dawn, yes. Yeah, because these are 80s kids. You got to figure these are probably 80s kids or like early early to mid-90s kids. So they've all seen these. They're like, ah, it's the fucking Russians. And then some some colonel with a mustache comes in. He's like, this this Facebook group is uh, gaining some traction. We have to worry about them Naruto runners. And with a straight face, I am sure that some millennial airman first class had to explain 
to a fucking 50-year-old Air Force colonel what a goddamn Naruto and I'm was. sure it was demonstrated, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he had to demonstrate it. Demonstration had to have been. How else would you know? Airman, front and center. And then he just, like, proceeds to bend <laughs> oh, over Christ. and r- run across the front of the briefing room while, like, his fellow his fellow airmen and sergeants, With lightning like, aid, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, I'm sorry. Carl, continue your... You were... Yeah, we're curious. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tell so, us your um, plan. Well, we'll get to that. Just, I can't, all right, I'll tell you the mistakes that these people made first. First, we'll just, yeah, continue your, whatever you were saying. Yeah, your spiel. You can't, like, <laughs> make a Facebook group. 2.3 million people, like, making a Facebook group about it, obviously, is going to raise some flags to the government. Shout like, out to Zuck. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who might also be an alien. Who is an alien? Lizard. Yeah, Lizard. Lizard. Don't even get me going off on Zuck. Sorry. No, Don't even. Hours. And and also there's some other like Area 51 related group chats like on Facebook because I was searching the stuff before. And it's just like a weird group of people that just po- post memes and stuff in there. Like it's nothing about aliens. They just have that mm. as a group chat. Are but, any of them dank? Not Import- that question. fire. Not that fire. I've so. seen I've seen a lot better. So only a hundred people went to this fucking storming. You know, like it, I think they said the time was like two in the morning. Literally, yeah. only a hundred people went, and they were all wearing like Halloween costumes. <laughs> were any arrested? Yeah. They all show Dude. up on like LSD and shit like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like a lot of there was like a good amount of like people our parents age like older people like couple, oh god a couple burners yeah. tripping major nutsack <laughs> yeah was there a designated meeting place that was like specified on the facebook group where this group was supposed to begin no no not that i could find the gift shop meet at the motel I, six <laughs> to have our origin yeah. first but in the people's blogs that i saw they just met like there's like it looks like only one road that you could take to go to the entrance of area 51 like the base so they would just met along the road and then walked as a terrifying hundred person crowd to storm. I feel like in military strategy, using the one road on the map was probably a poor idea. <laughs> there's there's a reason yeah. when there's only one way in or out of someplace, they won't expect that. there's usually a fucking reason. But nobody invades Switzerland. Because it's or, just mountains. Uh, yeah, but, true. Well also there's no there's no value to it whatsoever. That's probably that's also, also true. Well that's a lot of I, gold. Yeah, were they? Were was the military qualified slash allowed to shoot these people down? They had there's to apologize. A, there's a sign on the edge of every base that says, "If you yeah. enter, you will be shot on sight." That would yeah, that, if, that if they actually stormed. That would be the ultimate just display of modern day Darwinism. They would have needed two A10s and one Apache, and they would have wiped a thousand people out in five minutes. And everyone would have run. In Apache, Not five minutes, ten seconds. Apache is a fantastic are, weapon of war. Have you seen those things? Yes, I have. They're great. Missiles, guns. Lucky. <laughs> so I actually have to give credit to the two people that I would consider uh, successfully storming. One person crossed the gate that said that was blocking everyone from going in, and he got arrested and had to pay a $2,300 fine. And then the, the other gentleman was caught taking a piss on the fence. <laughs> and he had a he had a camera on him, so he had to give them the camera, and he also had another fine. So those two people, shout out to you guys, you came the closest and actually touched Area Fifty One. We'll say, all in the name of justice, right? Yeah, we're having to take right. a leak really badly. Do you think if the fence was electrified, that would have like 
came back up and zapped. No, no, no. Mythbusters did that. It doesn't work. They did that. They tried. Did they do that? It's not a laminar flow. Yeah, they did. It's not a laminar flow. If you're in the desert, why do you need to piss on anything? You could just piss into the wind, and it would just. That no, very... never piss into the wind. Rule number one. <laughs> yeah. Piss yeah. down. Piss, piss into the wind. <laughs> rule, rule number one. Don't piss. Into Tom, the wind. Tommy comes back from peeing on the Area 51 fence, and they're like, "Oh my god, man, did you piss yourself?" And he's like, "Uh, they, they tased me." <laughs> yeah, I got shocked. I got shocked by the fence. I yeah. did my best, boy. Uh, these are um, from the. These are from clapping them alien cheeks. Okay. <laughs> so, so aside, so those are the only two people made it on, Carl. That's the. Uh, that's that the moral two of the people, story. two people that I would award credit to, yeah. So okay. epic, epic failure. I mean, the the other two point three million people, like, come on, where were you guys at? But so I, you, I was like, yeah, where were you guys? What the <laughs> fuck happened to you guys? Mike was all about it. He probably just didn't want to have a connecting flight in Dallas or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both know that's either Chicago or Atlanta. So oh, do you so want to hear my plan, or do you guys want to each come up with a plan? No, I want to hear your plan because we'll your build plan is like your, really we, well thought out. We'll okay, build off so of your plan. Well, as well thought out as this could possibly be. First thing I would do, definitely not make a Facebook event. Like that, that was the dumbest idea that could be done. MySpace. Oh, yeah. Carl's like, I'm sending meeting. an Outlook. He's like, I'm sending an Outlook calendar to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 2.3 billion people. You and I both know that they don't have the people who use Outlook. Yeah, you got to start out somewhere obscure, like farmers only or something. Okay, no, so, not a good dating <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Carl. Sorry. Looking for lonely single farmers to join our raid of Area Fifty One. Yeah, you must be you. You must be local to the Roswell, Greater Nevada area. Carl, Carl gets there. He's, he's on Craigslist, like men seeking men on Craigslist. <laughs> men, yeah, men seeking men with semi-automatic rifles. <laughs> now you're on the right track. Yeah, baby. So, <laughs> All right, so one critique. to handle the communication error, I would like to, we have to get as many people possible. So obviously spread this news by word of mouth to every, tell everyone to get a walkie talkie and turn it to channel three. Channel three is just very crystal clear channel. No perverts, no truckers on it. Nice. From what I remember, second, you, you've had wait, one wait. with the uh, perverts on channel Tr- four. Truckers, <laughs> perverts, truckers, and perverts. You've never, you've never gotten a walkie-talkie and then just had a, someone randomly talk to you on it. That's happened to me often as a kid, and I was always freaked out. Was someone uh, trying to steal you as a child? <laughs> no, hard to be to locate someone using another radio. Yeah, so that's why the walkie-talkies are going to be our best option. Okay. Then there, second, there needs to be some kind of distraction like leading the attention away from what's going on in Groom Lake, Nevada when we storm. So there has to be some like elaborate, crazy distraction, maybe in New York or something like whatever. So something like coronavirus, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, coronavirus, maybe. Hmm. Are we leading the next raid? Hi, FBI agent. Yeah. Yeah. We might. Well, we'll the CIA is listening and we're sorry. We're not actually going to do it. We'll get, we'll we'll leave all the information for the Facebook group or no, the Outlook invite. But if you are John from Minnesota, if you respond tentative, I will fucking come up there. What the fuck does tentative even mean? But if you are interested, uh, we do have a group that meets Saturday nights under the Brooklyn Bridge and the password is six Emperor Tyrannus. Please cite your sources. God, that's the whitest kids you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl. So what's what's number three? After that, 
I think our best option, just learning from our mistakes of just entering the one road that they have, we need to come up with a series of tunnels like they did in Fast and Furious. It's like full Mexican we... cartel El Chapo. Yeah. Yep, yep. They, can, they won't be able to see us coming. Okay. Are, we, are we talking Fast and Furious like the movie or are we talking like the Obama gun running thing? The movie. Okay. Because both of those things happen in both of those events. Oh, yeah, that bus they made that was Fast and Furious is all about the tunnels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. That's where, that's where I got the idea from. So these, the only people that will be going through these tunnels init- initially are trained professionals. Obviously, the driver is going to be trained so he can navigate the tunnels. And then you have Wait, people... Wait, you're getting a car in the tunnels? Yes. Have it's you a big-ass walk. Yeah, we, well, this, is, this is the way. Like, this is going to be... Yeah, go big or go home. home. You got a yeah. biscuit to get the biscuit, right? Yes, Mike. exactly. You can't just half-ass this. What's up, Mike? Okay, wait, wait. So I, I, I actually build tunnels for a living. You know, how expensive a TBM is, and wow, one point three billion dollars, I think. No, they're like they're like ninety million dollars. You can get a used one for like sixty million. So, well, no, wait. Don't they just put them under the building after they're done with them? Because you can't. Well, not all, no, you, you get, get like two. You get like two or three uses out of them. It depends on how much you use them, but like you can resell oh, them, and they're a little bit cheaper. But plus, I'm sure you need. Plus, I'm sure you need an operating engineer, and that they're not cheap. No, I mean that's like 115 bucks an hour. Yeah, uh, overtime, hey, no, weekend work. Yeah, I'm not made of money. No one's, no one said this was going to be easy. <laughs> Remember that. So once the driver gets the breaching team in, that's when they do their thing, shut down all of the security. Obviously, okay. they're going to know how to do that because I don't. And just cut that's, the power cord. Yeah, or you just unplug it, right? Just pull the plug and well, it. If there's anything I know about scenarios like this, I'm sure there's a giant switch that you just, that probably takes two hands to pull right outside. Yeah. Oh, like it's like wishbone shaped, right? It's just yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and then after that, once the security system's down, that's when everyone else storms in the Naruto run position. Naruto! People announce that they're narrow tour running when they do the narrow two run. Uh, what's you the point of not it. doing it? You're gonna get shot yeah. anyway. <laughs> you gotta shout it. Exactly. Top of the lungs. Might as well go out in style. Accurate. So what do you guys think of my plan? All right, so it's, I, I mean it's certainly it's better than the full original plan. Screen door in a submarine. Good name for a band, I feel. It is. I have some suggestions. I think that the biggest thing is you need, like, with the Naruto run, you have to have, A, everyone wearing camouflage because how are they supposed to see them then? You can't see them then, exactly. And you also have to, like, Apocalypse Now, some helicopters with the speakers and have mm-hmm. them playing John Cena's You Can't See Me, My Time Is Now. I, I thought you were going to go, like, Creed. <laughs> that, Clearwater. Yeah. Using that as, like, a 1980s, you know, U.S. Army experimental sound wave camouflage system to get you okay. through the front door so that, that's my biggest suggestion also outlook invites they're really useful in real life i think that they could be a great uh, outlet here what was the other things oh the tunnels yeah you got the tunnel might not work tbms are really expensive and then you got to enforce the tunnel after the tbm right. goes through it well that's what no, the, the only... tbm can put the rings in you that's why we have an only that's why we have an only fans to raise money yeah we're working as we're planning you know you know how many macaroni art sculptures Pat's going to have to sell on his Etsy page in order to pay for this TVM? <laughs> I'm going to say more than seven. Just so you He's going to have to start Easily. selling his macaroni on the fucking OnlyFans. <laughs> you can do like a collab. Jesus. Little elbow. If I can comment on this, I think my only suggestion for entry, maybe to make things cheaper than the, what'd you say, Mike, $90 million? 
Yeah. Okay. Same scenario. I like everything about it, except instead of going from under, we come from above. And I know that I know what you're thinking that they have radar and that they will see the plane. Yes, they will. But flares. Jump out. Number one. No, no, no flares. No, 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 no flares. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, it's going to be better. You, you take a plane and you got You go with the full masks and you do what's referred to as a high altitude, high opening jump, where you can glide for up to sixty kilometers. Fun fact. So the the plane can can let you out fifty miles from the fucking radar where they're like, oh shit, shoot them down. And you can glide all the way in. And a man on a parachute looks similar on radar to like a flock of birds. So they won't think anything of it. But we're attacking the government and the government knows that birds aren't real. So they will immediately be suspicious. Uh, that'd be a flag. <laughs> what if we get like a cannon and just shoot them over the fence? Like in the fucking circus? Honestly, I think that's more plausible than training 2.3 million people on Halo Hey Ho jumping. And then just getting launching, oh, no, no, no. Just we have a small Tommy team. over a barbed wire fence. Mm-hmm. We have a small insertion team like Carl's plan, except instead of coming from below, they're coming from above. Or we could do both plans at the same time, double the success. Great success. <laughs> I was thinking something more like Mike this where is- helicopters, but instead of any, any sort of violence, just propaganda leaflets, huge. And Weird, but okay. Use, and any sort of music that they use at Gitmo, that'll get them out. The Area 51 people will be like, oh my God, they're using it against us. It's just like, really loud screamo. That's all they do. They tie them to some ropes and then they play really loud screamo. No, the Area 51 playlist is actually like Isn't more it like Britney complex. Spears? Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Guantanamo. Guantanamo Bay, yeah. You can, First of all, Britney Spears is not torture music. That is heresy. So they used to actually have it on Spotify. They took it down. You guys want to hear the Guantanamo Bay playlist? Yes. Okay. It's on Spotify? Of course. Yeah. Okay. So, like so we are. by the band Decide, the first song is Fuck Your God. <laughs> by the, by the, <laughs> by, the <laughs> by the band Dope, Die Motherfucker Die. Whoa. Eminem, Eminem's, Eminem's White America, Barney and Friends, the theme song. Yeah, it goes. Then it goes to <laughs> that drowning. shit will fuck you up for twelve hours it, on a loop while you can't sleep. No, this is in order. This is, then it goes to drowning pools, bodies. Then Metallica's Enter Sandman, Meow Mix, Commercial Jungle. Then uh, Ben Stiller. Meow Mix. Hold on. Yeah. Meow Mix. Yep. So I've heard that the theory behind the playlist. Meow is meow, that meow, 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 because... meow, meow, meow. <laughs> because no, it's because Arabic. Their their time signature and music is very no, it's different their, from um, ours. It's the key. They're written in a different key. Is it a key? Ours. Let me just remind you guys that we were we were talking about aliens. And- Can't stop. Then it goes to Sesame Street. No, you can theme stop song. because we do need to continue talking about about Area Fifty One. All right, a couple more highlights before I'm done. You get uh, Christina Aguilera's "Dirty." You get Neil Diamond's "America." You get "American Pie" by Don McLean, and yeah. at the end, you get a little bit of Prince for uh, "Raspberry Beret." I love wow. that. Tasty. I mean, it's a great working environment for the employees, I guess. Tasty licks all day. Crunchy tunes. Crunchy tunes. Crunchy tunes. All right, back to aliens. <clears throat> yeah. Who needs to give their opinion on no. Carl's plan? Is that it? I, I think Carl's plan is, is absolutely foolproof. I think it's going to work 100% success rate. But I'm actually <laughs> curious. So we were talking about this rate of AR-51. Is it worth it? Like, do we really think that they're holding evidence or something in there that is key to the release of the information about aliens? Like, I, not sure. I'm fully convinced that something actually substantial is there. But what do you guys think? 
I think you need a better reasoning. I mean, the idea of clapping them alien cheeks, I think, is a little light. You, you don't even know if aliens, A, have cheeks, and B, if they can be clapped by our definition of clapping. So Mike, we gotta you find a always better. bring up the most important points. That's, that's why I think you're here. <laughs> this is well-thought-out journalism. I'm going to say no at the risk of any sort of government agency breaking into my room at night, if I say that. <laughs> Correct. Well, I was, Ed, when he, so my father was in the service, and when he flew back from his tour, they went through San Francisco, and they went from San Francisco through the Air Force Base that Area 51, quote-unquote, is contained within. And he was always like, yeah, it's just a big, cold, like, it's a, it's a desert. Who knows what goes on there? But it's not, you know, there's nothing, like, sinister about it when you land. There's no green glow. <laughs> like, so I, I guess it's it's not worth it such that uh, what Pat said. CIA, please don't come into my room in the middle of the night. Yeah, I hope it's not the ATF because they'll find a way to fuck it up. Yeah, they will. They usually do. Oh yeah, my this, gosh. the CIA will definitely probe you worse than the aliens will. No, I said Ed's <laughs> name. The CIA will steer clear. Bill, what do we got? Who, what do we got on Ed? Oh, yeah. Don't want to fuck with him. Oh, that. shit. <laughs> I, I will have to say this is Kyle's second uh, my dad's a lawyer thing. First, he did the, oh, I'm a lifeguard. And this time he goes, <laughs> no, my dad's Ed is a... My dad was in Vietnam. Do you know who my father is? <laughs> Mike, Mike, what, in, in a situation where you need someone to do something for you... Oh, 100%. Your dad has told me things... Yeah. Your dad has told me things that, like, I just cannot even fathom as a human <laughs> being. But, like, he told me some crazy shit. I don't think that, like... And that's Agent, why I'm afraid of the CIA. Agent Smith from The Matrix would be like, oh, Ed... You have a good day, well, sir. We're done. Tom McCarley, any thoughts on that? Do you guys think that the raid is even worth it in the first place? I don't know. I, I, I think, like, the thrill of just breaking into a – not that we're going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Carl's like, I have to that we're not doing this. <laughs> Carl, just, Carl has had plans going on for the last 10 months. But, yeah, like, honestly, like, I don't know. It could be worth it. I think the, just the thrill of, do, like, getting in – if you were able to, that would be worth it to me. But once again, we're not planning anything. I think we need to find some sort of a Seth Green type who can like do some computer hacking on the side before before yeah, we can do fair. anything like that. We we need to get someone on the inside, gain intel, and work their way out. That way, they work their way out. We have all the technology and the ability to get in. And Carl, we'll leave you up to that. Mm -hmm. I'm on it. We'll get you a fresh set of walkie-talkies and some... On Channel 3. Yeah. Channel oh, 3. <clears throat> Invisible ink. What else do you need? So, wait, Dan, what do you think? You, you uh, to answer your question. Yeah, I don't know. I, I There's definitely something sketch going on there. I don't know if necessarily has to do with aliens or it could be a million other things. Not being sarcastic. That rating is not the right thing to do because it results in a lot of people <laughs> losing their lives. And it's hard just... not to laugh at it because it's so oh, it's stupid. Yeah. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice. I am willing to make. I am willing to make. So I would say no, it's not worth it. But it brings up one more important question that I want to hear everyone answer as well. Will there be a president or members of our government someday that will just say let's declassify it all and just give the people the information. I think Trump has said that he would. He's While he's president, though? Force. Yeah, what well, else I mean, does that guy say, man? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Trump said... Let me get my scroll of things <laughs> that he said. Trump the other day said, just factually putting this out there, I'm not taking a political stance, but the guy said, yeah, maybe we should look into uh, 
seeing if we can put a disinfectant into a syringe and disinfect people from this virus that way. From the inside. I thought it was a, a Lysol jewel that we all decided on was the best. <laughs> well, that was what we all decided on because that was funny. <laughs> well, does anyone else think that they are not ever going to release the information and declassify it or? Oh, never. Unless they have to. Yeah, they won't do it unless they have to. That's how the government operates. I thought that they didn't even recognize Area 51 as a government base until 2013. Like, if anything, they'll just, if they do decide to declassify anything, it'll be like decades away. They recognized it as an airfield, as a testing airfield, but they never really Uh, said that anything, like, hey, we were doing all this crazy shit here the whole time. That was like 2015. But it's, it's been a testing airfield since, I believe, 1940 or 1950, somewhere in that range. It was either, either um, I think it was right after World War II, actually. I think it's a great cover-up because, like, the aliens could be anywhere, and everyone's just like, nope, they're in Area 51. No one's going to tell me. They could be fucking underneath the coals in, on Jericho Turnpike on Long Island, but everyone's like, nope, they're, they're in Area 51. No aliens anywhere else but in Area 51. <laughs> Why are coals on Jericho Turnpike? That's the first thing that came to I know mind. exactly what fucking coals they're thinking about, too, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> the one next to Home Depot. Yes. Aren't they all next to a Home Depot? Though? Yes. No, there's a Staples too. Oh, yes. Usually, like a, yeah. That's a Lamborghini dealership, which is really weird, not on brand at all for the area. Yeah, and the the motel you go to have an affair with your wife, or you're not with your wife. Motel. No, definitely not with your wife. That's not an affair. <laughs> that's somebody else's sex. wife. An affair with my oh, wife. God. That's that's a really kinky scenario. It's such a great distraction because everyone's just like all this like I mean even if it's not aliens even if it's just like some crazy futuristic technology that they're working on or whatever everyone's like what's going on at Area 51. Meanwhile, they're probably guarding like a Donald Trump's sex tape collection might be hanging out in there. Like they <laughs> might be. I'm just saying like, it could be absolutely nothing in there. It could just be like a government warehouse where they send like classified files and they have. Or like have the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, like Indiana Jones. Possible. Like they have it just like in the warehouse, right? Like that. But it could be anywhere. It could be under Coles. It could be under the Home Depot. I think every IKEA is hiding something. I don't know. That's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yes. Isn't uh, Ikea, like, are they Swedish? Isn't that yes. the Swedish company? Swedes are very nice. The Swedes have never done anything to anyone. Well, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, Vikings. They did a while ago, but it's been a thousand years, so. Well, I think the overarching understanding among us is that Area 51 could be anything. It could be a diversion. It could be loaded with information that's pertinent to our alien discussion. But we won't ever know unless... President Trump decides to release it to everyone, which is a possibility, I guess. Hey, you so, never know. It's like the lottery. Yeah, who, who really knows? But with that, I think that'll wrap up our discussion on aliens and Area 51. And we'll definitely have another episode getting into some uh, other types of conspiracy theories. Because, again, something that we all really enjoy on this podcast. And we can certainly talk about for hours on end. So we'll definitely do that uh, on some future episodes as well. With that, let's go to our closing statements. So today, let's start with Mike. What are your closing thoughts for our episode today? Um, my closing thoughts are that, I mean, I, as much as we're completely kidding about this whole Area 51 thing, should people be crazy and uh, decide to actually start a second round? I can't wait for the documentary about it where we have like sort of a, a Reese Bobby moment where, you know, really like young Ricky Bobby's like, but I live my whole life based on this. Like somebody's coming to us like, oh, we did this whole Area 51 raid for you. And we were like, I was probably high when I said I that. said that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of what I foresee happening. That's, that's of wild reality. straight dogs controlling most of the villages along North America. Tampax. 
the official <laughs> tampon of NASCAR. That was great, Mike. That very nice. I think it's Tommy's background. Right. Yeah, for anyone who can't see, because again, this podcasts are a visual medium. Yes, that's uh, correct. Tom's background today is Ricky Bobby holding up a pack of Big Red. So there you go. That's a seamless transition to Tom's clothing statement. So Tom. What are your thoughts that's all for I us? Say. I, I, well, I chewed me some cinnamon gum today, and I, I, that's all I got to say is you you don't chew big rhythm. Fuck you. No, actually, <laughs> aliens are real. That's all I got to say. Cool. Aliens so real, you're going to want to talk to them. <laughs> that's in the same sequence of, yeah, that's good. Well, Pat, what do you got for us? Um, Not too terribly much. Uh, definitely look into, I don't know, we talked about aliens and space today look into advanced propulsion technologies uh stuff that's really really very real and in our you know relative near future so i don't know i find that stuff super interesting so i would encourage you all to look into that as well yeah for sure very educational it's good want to keep our our listeners bettering themselves and then learning more and more each day it's great Mm -hmm. kyle how about you (laughs) so mike started us off uh with an arthur C. Clark quote, and I actually have a really good one that I like a lot. And I think it pertains a lot to aliens and the times that we're living in. I know everything's very uncertain and we all feel a little off. <clears throat> so this is my send off. Everything's going to be okay. We're all going to be fine. And uh, I want everyone to stay safe and healthy. And I will close with this from Arthur Clark. Trying to predict the future is a discouraging and hazardous occupation. The only thing I can tell you about the future is that it will be absolutely fantastic. That's great, actually. I like that, Kyle. Can, can I award you a point, or is that not how it yes, works? Yes, so, uh, that's allowed, yes. There you I, go. That's, that's a fellow i got to say to get a point around here. What I just said, a beautiful quote from a brilliant man. I, I think we could give Pat a, a point as well for trying to push people to be better educated you know themselves. No, so I, I, don't think even, that's I don't even want your, your point. I, I was going <laughs> to give you one for the background. Well, that's true, too. Yo, Pat's the worst. He's like, I don't have much for you guys, but you just need to get a, a, a PhD in advanced theoretical <laughs> physics and jet propulsion. Uh, and by the next episode, please. Yeah. And then you're an engineer who likes math. I want a full report tweeted to me. DM him. Mm-hmm. In, in 230 words like, or less. Yeah. In M- <laughs> Subsequent. In, in MLA format. And, and cite your sources. Annotated. Uh, yes. Highlighted. Carl, wrap things up for us. Our rating expert and extraordinaire. What do you got? So just want to wish every mom out there, grandmother, happy Mother's Day. Hope you enjoyed your day. And for you uh, troopers out there, get ready, start training, prepare yourself. This thing will happen very soon. Insert Uncle Sam. We want you. (laughs) (laughs) But if you decide to, it'd be hilarious. Well, to to piggyback off what Carl said, I think to start, if you can get outside, get your exercise in, great time to practice your uh, Naruto run. Definitely want to get that in in tip-top shape before any of this goes down. Arms back, head up. Exactly. No, on a, on a very serious note, uh, today being Mother's Day, kind of wrapping things up from how we started. Thank your mom for everything that she does for you. Everything that mothers do usually goes unnoticed. I know uh, at least the case in my life, a lot of what my mom does usually goes unnoticed. So today's a good opportunity to thank her. And, and as Kyle always tells us, tell her that you love her. And, you know, give, Call give her your the mother and tell her that you love her. She misses you. So that'll wrap things up for episode eight of In Conclusion, We Digress. If you like uh, what you hear from us, Follow us on Spotify, as that's where we will be posting and new episodes now every Tuesday and Friday for the foreseeable future. So that's something that's exciting to look forward to. Follow us on social media in, excuse me, underscore inclusion, underscore pod on Instagram. And on Twitter, we are we 
underscore digress. So give us some follows, join the conversation, let us know your thoughts on anything and everything. And with that, that will wrap things up. And we will catch you guys on the next one. See you later. Peace out. Sponsor Mike's OnlyFans. Pat has an Etsy store where he sells macaroni art. It's going to support this endeavor that we do to Raid Area 51.